2: We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
4: Winning in the NFL is a buy-low proposition. Another way to say it is be a contrarian. When Barney at the bar, Freddie Fanny Pack, when they're all on one side and Fez is over there and Jonas and they're talking, you want to be over with me with all the, you know, let's be honest, guys that look more like Fez, but the people who don't like people because they don't want to bet with other people. You know why? Because other people make, make it expensive. So here's the trend. Teams that start out two or 0-2 straight up. So zero wins. And and 0-2 against the spread. 0-0. Last 10 years, they've won 65% against the spread. That's over 48 games. Last 30 years, three decades... Were you carving that in your arm, (laughs) Faz? I mean, it's like like you got a knife going in prison here. This is gonna change after, you know, you might want to leave it a little small. It's gonna change after Sunday. Last 30 years, 61% against the spread, over 131 games. Here's the teams this week: Lions, Panthers. Now you're gonna get a trend here. You might be saying mentally PU with every one of these. Lions. Panthers, Jets, Eagles, Texans, Vikings. None of them sound appealing, right? That's why they should be appealing to the contrarians.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch
0: live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Nutrafol.com, spelt N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code show. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code show.
6: All right, let's get it started. And we start at Foxborough, where the Raiders are on the road at the Patriots. And right now, New England is a five-and-a-half point favorite on pregame.com.
4: Here's the shocker of shockers to me. This was a line move that was shocking. The line was six-and-a-half. Everyone I knew liked New England. Boom, boom, got banged down to five and a half. Who's betting the Raiders here? Someone with big money and someone sharp. Fez, you got seven picks to make. I'm
5: against that money. I'm on New England minus the five and a half. It's all about Cam Newton, number 16 rated quarterback in the league in QBR. That's where I have him rated. RJ, you predicted this. Cam Newton is an upgrade for for this team.
4: I think you're right about that. He did miss a key pass late, and Seattle has such a bad defending the pass. I think there might be a little Fugazi in Cam right now.
6: Speaking of teams traveling from out west all the way to out east, it is the Rams at the Bills. Buffalo, a one-point favorite.
4: Okay, so here's the thing. There's Rams money here for sure. I like the Bills. Here's the thinking, though. Rams... They were three-point underdogs at home versus Dallas in week one up until midweek. Then the Rams' money started coming in. That means Dallas was perceived to be five points better. All right? Home field, and then you know, only two points during COVID, and three more. That's five. Now, Dallas since got crushed for most of the game by Atlanta, and the Rams went into a Philly team. We don't know how bad this team is. And the Rams game was a coin flip against Dallas. I mean, maybe 60, 40 Rams. So now you think, okay, we're going to Buffalo, who has played really well. Though they didn't cover the spread, it was a fluke. They dominated game one, they dominated and covered, and they dominated game two. The two best passing days in the history of the Bills quarterback literally were game one and game two for Josh Allen. I don't see how these teams are clearly sh- or how the market's saying the Rams are better, but that's where the real money is. What do you got, Fez?
5: I'm on Buffalo and I agree with you. Against these, the money again. Against the money again, these are pretty comparable teams, but the spot is so good for Buffalo the second straight week that the Rams have to fly out from the
6: West Coast to the East Coast. The Steelers are 4-point favorites hosting the Texans.
4: Remember, Fez only has 7 picks. He's already got 2 of them. 100 bucks a crack. I think the line tells the story here, Houston. You think 0 oh, and 2? This team had a seven and a half win total. Pittsburgh was like nine, nine and a half, right? Yes. And the line's only four. And Pittsburgh started 2 and 0. This is a massive amount of respect for Houston. I'm not sure if it's not warranted. Meaning, it might be. And here's why: they only got out outgained collectively by the best two teams in football by about 110 yards collectively, two games. And they're minus three in turnovers, which is lucky in the long run, meaning it's luck to not be minus three. So it was bad luck, but that you don't indict a team over bad luck. Thus, in my opinion, Houston's underrated. But, boy, this line accounts for it, meaning it's saying Houston is underrated by the public, but the betting market is rating Houston mighty high. Finally, Pittsburgh, pro football focus, the worst offensive line for the run in the entire NFL. You hear a lot of talk about how good Pittsburgh's O-line is. They've gotten old.
6: Titans at the Vikings, Tennessee, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite.
4: This is another example with the Vikings of a team who's been drastically downgraded. And there's always that time with a team where everyone collectively says, yeah, yeah, they stink. And the Vikings last week, there were some people that still believed in them. Now, me, I bet the Colts, Fez. Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, there's no one that believes in the Vikings anymore, which means it's probably the time to look to play them. Obviously, the Vikings are one of these teams, 0-2 straight up, 0-2 against the spread. Zimmer is a really good coach, and this line is a drastic adjustment from where it was. Fez, where was this line even a couple weeks ago? It was back at Pickham. Yeah, so literally the games pick them, and now we got Minnesota getting three? Yes. I mean, I know there's been an adjustment. That might be too much.
6: The Bengals are at the Eagles. Philly is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite on Pregame.com.
4: Another one of these, like, oh, my, how bad is Philly? And don't forget, Philly is in Philadelphia where they boo Santa Claus, and you have to wonder— What kind of pressure? I heard Peterson, coach, talking, saying, it seemed like being very critical of Carson Wentz. And I get it. Objectively, maybe he deserves it. But the coach usually isn't like that. And everyone was saying, oh, they used the quarterback as the number, you know, second-round pick. That was a mistake. No, maybe it was prescient. Maybe it was them saying, you know, Wentz is missing something and we're going to need to replace him. That plus the injuries... I mean, Philly started about as bad as we can imagine. And look at this line. Cincy, the worst team in football just last year. What do you got Cincy on your power ratings, Fez? Cincy is number 30. So two teams worse. And somehow, if we give home two points, we're saying Philly's only two and a half points better than Cincy?
5: Come on, Philly. The value's there, minus the four and a half. The Bengals overrated. They covered against Cleveland Thursday night. In that game, the Bengals gained four yards per play, Cleveland
6: almost eight. The Falcons are three-point favorites hosting the Bears.
4: To me, this is all about the coach. And people might say, oh, wow, they lost big Uh, After being uh, or they lost a big game after being up, Atlanta. You know that means they're they're going to be devastated. Oh no! If you look at the trends, if a team scores a ton of points, like 37 or more, and loses, they actually do very well the next week against the spread. And if a team gives up a double-digit lead, or even a 17-plus point lead, they do pretty well the next week. So wherever the normal typical humans. Hanging out on their couches eating Fritos, they might say between munches, "I'm not." That'd be demoralizing. Probably wouldn't say that. (laughs) They'd probably say, "I have trouble getting out of bed." Well, these players, these players are saying, "Oh no, this is when we step up." And to me, I I don't love Atlanta here, but with the because I do think the coach is on the way out at this point. I mean, two weeks in, and I'm hearing a lot of people saying Dan Quinn's got to go, and I don't mean fans. I mean, people in the league. And that causes me pause, but don't just fade Atlanta thinking, oh, they were devastated. The Frito crowd thinks that, but not the professional athletes.
6: The Indianapolis Colts are 11.5-point favorites hosting the Jets. All
4: right, first we want to talk about Sam Darnold for a second.
1: My name is Casper.
4: Not good. Not good. And... This is kind of inside baseball, but consider this. Everyone at once in the media turned on Sam Darnold. I've talked to Colin about this on our podcast, so this is not talking out of school. It's like I could not understand his love affair with Sam Darnold. No matter what he did, it was like this one throw in the third quarter was against the wind, and he almost completed it. (laughs) It was like that talk. And to me— I didn't see it. And there were studies done in this offseason that said after two years, this is what you are, and there's only so much you can get beyond that as a quarterback typically. And that meant Sam Darnold was going to be out of the league in a couple years based on projections. I don't know about that, but I can tell you this. I've never seen the media turn on a guy so fast. It was almost like there was a memo. I always joke with Jonas – that, oh, he's getting on that media email list that that says what you're supposed to say. I don't know if there is one, but I tell you, whatever kind of inside info there is, and when I say inside info, I mean scouts, I mean maybe coaches from the team that got their favorite media guys. The story has turned. It went from, just wait, Darnold's going to be good. He did have mono, to this guy is maybe not going to be starting here before too long. I'm not saying with the Jets. I'm saying next season. That makes me very pessimistic about the Jets because they used to love them. Now they don't. They got to know something.
6: The L.A. Chargers are six-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Carolina Panthers.
4: The question is, how does Carolina react to losing maybe the most valuable non-quarterback McCaffrey in the NFL? And some people say, Fez, you got him worth one and a half. Yes. And there's only two other players worth one and a half Michael Thomas and Donald. The D- defensive tackle, yes. And some think he's worth more. So it's one and a half's the low point. Now, does Carolina say, oh, you know, we're kind of in a rebuilding year anyway? Or do they play super, super hard? Of all the teams on this list of 0-2, straight up 0-2 against the spread, Lions, Panthers, Jets, Eagles, Texans, Vikings, the one team that I don't hate betting or doesn't have a skewed line, meaning I want to bet Texans, but the line is crazy. I'm not getting the value. I wouldn't mind betting the Eagles. I'm not getting the value. The one team would be Panthers. I think they're probably still playing hard, and I have a feeling – Losing McCaffrey is going to be something that they rally around. I'm not sure, though, but I do think the reaction to McCaffrey is the key.
6: The Lions are in the desert to take on the Cardinals, and right now Arizona is a five-and-a-half-point favorite on pregame.com.
4: Fez did a study on this one. Hit it quick, Fez. First half, second half of the Lions.
6: Yeah, under Patricia, the Lions are actually an
4: average team in the first half. In the first half, an average team. What's their point differential? Zero. So this is his entire multiple years – Zero, as in they're an even team, which means a 500 team. They score as many as they give up. Yes, in the second half,
5: they get outscored. The Lions do by four points on average per game.
4: So, if you extrapolate that out to eight points a game, where would that rank in the NFL? Be one of the bottom five, right? Oh, absolutely. So, think about this, everyone. In the first half, this is two plus years now. In the first, that's right, Patricia. Two- yes. In the first half, Detroit's an eight and eight team. In the second half, they're a 3-13 and team. So if you want to bet on them, bet on them in the first half. If you want to bet against them, bet against them in the second half.
6: Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are a 5.5-point favorite at the Broncos.
4: I kind of like Tampa here. It's probably surprising. Here's why. Road favorites, you have one major concern. How do they do with their focus because they're playing a team that is much they're much better than. That's why they're a road favorite. Question is, do they stay focused? If you get a road favorite off a of bye, they do exceptionally well. Shockingly well. Why? Cuz they're focused cuz they had the week off. Were they going to be looking, you know, this is it. Tampa Bay will be focused this week. Tom Brady won't let him not be and they realized they haven't played all that well the first two games. They lost against the spread against the Saints to end the game, and they got lucky to cover last week late four-net breakaway. I mean, that was 10% at best, right?
5: I think right around 8%, yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, there you go, 8%. So you think about it, they should be 0-2 against the spread. They know they're underperforming. I think you're going to get a focus. Tampa team, and with Denver, not only losing Locke for this time, not only Von Miller not that long ago, But 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 the Cortland uh, Sutton Sutton, yes, Cortland Sutton, their best receiver also gone. I feel like if there's ever going to be a post traumatic stress type (laughs) situation, it will be this one game. They'll come back. I think it's a tough spot for Denver. I don't love Tampa overall. I like him in this spot.
6: A couple of teams coming off thrilling victories last week. It's the Cowboys at the Seahawks. Seattle, a five point favorite.
4: Here's the – oh, Faz, you got this one. You you can hit it and tell us, and I'll go from there.
5: All right. I'm on Dallas here. I get it. Dallas – that was an ugly game against Atlanta, but Dallas was minus three in turnovers, and they had two failed fake punts. So, effectively, a minus five. If you're even in the game with a minus five in turnovers, you're doing something right. I'm on Dallas.
4: Okay. So, the line is five. Home field should be two because it's still a COVID situation, obviously, with the crowds. So, Seattle – I see it. The only thing I wonder is, and I was listening to the Middle, Middlecoff pod that Colin has on his network, and this is a, a former scout, and he said that, that Nolan, their def, Mike Nolan, is a coach that literally couldn't get hired as a defensive backs coach by another team. He was a head coach at one point, he's older, game's passing by. Now that's Middlecoff's perspective But think about this now. I'm not in a position to judge DCs, but what I know is I can judge performance. I can't judge their X's and O's. But when you got a guy that can, who doesn't have any great desire to badmouth people, I mean, so he's not like a bomb thrower. I think it's probably generally true. And what do we know about the Cowboys? The Cowboys always seem to underperform on the wins and losses versus their stats. Last year, mm-hmm. they had stats that were what? A 10-6, 11-5 team. Yes. They were 8-8. and 8. Jerry Jones and his approach works in some ways. Other ways, not so much. I think Nolan, being a defensive coordinator, maybe not up for the task is another example of the Cowboys making mistakes that are kind of opposite of Belichick. You think of Belichick and Cowboys? They seem opposite. Belichick wins. What do the Cowboys do? They lose. I don't bet with losers.
6: And finally, we go to Sunday Night Football where the Saints are three-point favorites hosting the Packers.
4: So finally, validation. All of the talk about, and you brings, he stinks. Okay. Green Bay started about as hot as any team has in the last five years, Fez? Yes. I mean, you look at the rankings, they're one in almost everything. Now, home field here should be two? Mm -hmm. So this is saying the Saints... Without their most important player. In fact, one of the three most important players that are non-quarterbacks in the entire NFL.
5: Michael Thomas.
4: He's worth a point and a half. Yes. This line at three is saying the Saints are not just one point better because three is such a valuable number. Let's call it two points better. Yes. Is that fair? So now we're saying three and a half points better than Green Bay if they had Michael Thomas. How could that be if Drew Brees is so bad? It couldn't be. Impossible. Who are you betting? I'm on New Orleans. Oh, so you love Drew Breeze. <laughs>
5: Minus the three. I still have Breeze as a top 10 quarterback. Hey, Green Bay's best wide receiver, Adams, might not play as well.
4: And how much is that worth? He's worth a point. <laughs> and if they lose, you're going to downgrade him a point. Oh, I won't. So, Fez, Fez's picks. New England. Buffalo. Your best bet is coming up on the San Fran Giants game. That's at the end of the show. You've got... Oh, I'm giving a bonus best bet because Monday night's my best, best, best bet—the best of the best bets. But I'm going to give a bonus on Cleveland, Washington—not only the side but the total—a parlay. Jonas might enjoy that one. But you also have that game, and you got Philly, Dallas, New Orleans. So so far, five picks: New England, Buffalo, Philly, Dallas, New Orleans.
0: Straight out of Vegas.
7: To start listening.
6: We start with Steve Fezik, and he will be talking Giants 49ers this Sunday. Best
5: bet on the Giants plus the three and a half, and it's all about San Francisco being devastated by injuries. They were already injured going into week two, and now Jimmy G goes down. I've got just Jimmy G to Nick Mullins being a four point. Downgrade right there. Okay,
4: so do you feel like the market agrees with you?
5: The market does not agree with me. They feel Jimmy G is worth a little less than four points.
4: How much? What do you mean a little less? Three points. That's not a little less. That's 25% of the value. Yes. So when you say four and they say three, it's not a little less. It's 25% less.
5: Yes. And it's not just Jimmy G that's injured. Obviously, injuries all over. So
4: hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Betting the Giants, based on your rationale, Jimmy G's absence hurts you, correct? Meaning you're saying Jimmy G's worth more than you – they're paying you three points in exchange for Jimmy G, right? Yes. And you think Jimmy G's worth four. So you're already a point behind right now. No, I'm
5: a point ahead. because How are you a point ahead? Because I think he's worth even more than the market does, him being out.
4: And, and that's the thing. If he was worth more, this line would be lower, Right.
5: See, well no, they adjusted
4: it down three points. Well,
5: there's other injuries they're adjusted but, but, for. But as hold well. on. I,
4: I understand that. But you I just said Jimmy G as if he was beginning and compounding your case. He hurt your case, right? Yes. Because so <laughs> did you know that? Or <laughs> did you know that? Or and you were just trying to like blow past it by saying, No, it helps me. Or which one was it? Did you know? And you try to blow past it or you didn't realize it? Tried to blow past it. So you're trying to deceive the country. Jones, you ever think about how thankful you are I'm here?
6: <laughs> I mean, I try and deceive the country on overnights all the time.
4: I know, them. but I mean <laughs> there's no money involved, right? But here's the thing. I, I actually like your side, but let's you think Jimmy G's worth more. So but the handicapping that's guiding us to this pick. Thinks the market is screwing us and how much we're being compensated for for Jimmy G, whereas the line would be let's say six and a half without him. You think the line should have been adjusted more? All right, now you're going to try to make up for that. Go.
5: Yeah, with the other injuries to San Francisco, D-line cluster injuries, Bosa, Solomon Thomas, D Ford, etc. And there's other injuries. All right,
4: so everyone knows this. So let's slow down. Mm-hmm. Is I agree with Fez in the following way: the fact that the cluster injuries. Now you hear that now, and I'm seeing other people pick that phrase up and it's good because it's an important concept. Think about, I mean, think about a restaurant and a restaurant has, let's say a couple good servers. They got a couple good cooks. Now one of the cooks is out for vacation. All right. Jonas next Tuesday's out, right? <laughs> one guy's gone. We'll be okay. Won't be as good. But imagine if Jonas is gone and I'm gone and Fez is here I mean it might be the last day of the show. Oh dear. And it's the same it's the same thing when it comes to D-line. Okay, one guy's out, it hurts you. But backup goes in fine. But now if you got the backups of the backups and they're thin, and now you got guys who are like third backups weren't even on the team a week ago. That's when it gets to be multiple points. And San Fran has that on the D-line especially. And at
5: receiver, yes.
4: All right. Now, I also think Giants. You could say they don't have Barkley, and they don't. But in my opinion, Mr. Daniel Jones, with time, and he should have time against the 49ers with that decimated D line, the crippled D line. Some would say. I think it's a good spot for him, and I think he'll throw more because Barkley's not here, which is probably a good thing. So your pick is
5: best bet: New York Giants plus three and a half.
4: I agree with. It. I saved you there, but I agree with the pick. And that's one of your seven with me. Yes.
6: All right, RJ, your best bet is in the Washington-Cleveland game this Sunday.
4: This is a, We'll call this a bonus parlay. Because I actually think if Cleveland wins and covers, which I expect, that it goes under. Here's the rationale. I don't think Cleveland has any great desire to run up any scores. I think they want to establish they're a running team. They know Baker Mayfield's not going to take them to the Super Bowl on his back. But they got a lot of talent. And if they can establish we're going to smash you in the mouth, that's a good thing. And I also know this, Baker hates pressure. And Washington's D-line can put pressure on, again, another reason to run. So I do like the under. What's the latest number you've seen on that, Fez? Latest number, 45. Under 45. And I like Cleveland... You like Cleveland, too. You got 20 seconds.
5: Yeah, and it's all about Dwayne Haskins. He put up 27 against Philly, but those were all short drives. Dwayne Haskins, overrated. Not a lot of points for Washington.
4: Overrated? I think everyone thinks he's the worst quarterback. How do you think he's overrated? <laughs> he's, he's even worse than the he's worst? He's the worst by margin. <laughs> all right. Last thing. No one's talking. Or very few talking about it. But the best lineman for Washington, his last name's Sh- uh, Scherf. Is that yeah. what said? Yeah, sure. He's a guard. He's out. It's a big deal. This line is now decimated. I like under and I like Cleveland in a parlay. Right of-
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search
1: FSR to listen live.
2: Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
7: start listening.